you know, in bodybuilding competitions now, they will do everything but, you know how they tan up their body so much, right? They'll do everything but their face so they don't get accused of blackface. Kick it! Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a Right. Monday morning. Monday morning. It is uh, June, I think. Hey, your rent's due. Don't forget about that before your landlord starts calling you. You're listening to Two Seasons in a Pod, hosted by your two favorite corporate moguls, Cameron LeClaire on your left, Cam Osborne on your right. Two friends that get together on a weekly basis and pretend to be yours while you listen in your car on your commute to work. Did you watch the baseball game last night? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever asked me that question before. Did you watch that baseball game last night? It's just not. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a I'll new question. A no. It's a new question I've been asked. Yeah, there's. That's like, hey, did you get a uh, new hit on that CC plus plus coding structure? No, mm. didn't catch that in the news. But I did get um, a. But I did get a hit off CC Sabathia, thro- throwing a 92 mile per hour slider down home plate. Here's Babe Ruth pointing up the top of the monster. Let's see him fucking hit that. So the ball game was the Jays against the Yankees. It was a doubleheader um, because there was a rain delay. So you only go seven innings and then you play another seven innings, which is always very weird on the highlight package because it's like, yeah, Jays win a big one. And then like, and then you start watching the highlights again. Like, didn't I just see this game? You're like, no, this is a completely separate game. And then they lost that one. And you're like, I don't know how to feel anymore. And also, how do tickets work? Yeah, they should at least put on maybe a different, like, a different Uniforms. jersey. Something like that. One thing I love about the uh, the double header too, the seven inning thing, like baseball should be seven innings to begin with. Maybe five. Maybe five. Yeah, I, I think- was also thinking they just slow down the pitching, and you slow, only get hits. Slow it down. Slow it down. Baseball, and you only baseball, get hits. A, a sport famously yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the slowest sports to begin with. Oh, I meant like the pitch speed, like oh. ninety-seven miles per hour, a little too fast. Let's drop it down to a max of sixty. I know. Right, anything over that, you got to run. And, um, and then on top of that, you can only get a run if you hit a home run. Because nobody wants to watch a pitching battle. We want to see people go yard. Bo Bichette hit what looked like cannon fire in Israel yesterday. It was crazy. People died. Yeah, people died in and around the Yankee Stadium uh, area. It was ter- it was terrible. But you're right. If 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 a if a doubleheader can go to seven innings, why can't literally every single other game go to seven innings? It's not like you know if 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 the Leafs are playing back to back playoff action, it's not like you're playing two periods both nights. You're still got to play that third period. I can't think of another sport where the game is shortened just to accommodate another game, which is also then shortened. Uh, I love watching it, sports it, where the rules you know, have to come in place and they have to go on the broadcast. Like, 
So no one probably knows this rule, but Love it. if the is in three runs and it is past the sixth inning, but after two outs, but before the first player in the lineup with the letter A <laughs> has gone, it is deemed a win for the darker colored team on their jerseys. Yeah, you know, you know, a sport is popular when they have to explain the rules of it. No, I just like when it's a common sport and mm. they're like, something happens and they go like, what happens there? And then someone's like, I don't know, Joe. Like the UFC had a really good example the other day where someone got um, fouled. They got like kneed in the head when they were down. And then the ruling came like, they're like, okay, it's a win for this guy. And everyone's like, what? Like, how, how does this make sense? And they're like, it's because it was a championship out after the third round and it was an intentional foul, not an unintentional foul against this person who was down on the points. And you're like, okay, I guess, yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I feel like we're stretching it. Definitely a stretch. But so, there has to be, yeah, they have to draw a rule somewhere, right? Definitely a stretch. There's a lot of those rules in, uh, in golf, too, where oh, the caddy the and the player rules. needs to know. And we were watching this one highlight because it had come up in a disc golf game we were watching where the rule was contrary to that of the you know of, of ball golf and it was one of these things and like it was it was a like seven minute video having to explain what the hell's going on because if you were just watching it with no commentary you would have no cl- and you and you didn't it was a very particular rule about a drop zone not being being further being closer to the pin than the original it was this whole thing and it was like if you didn't know it would have been right over the fuck your head you would have no clue what was going on i wonder if there's any rules about putting a little bit of glue on your golf club a little bit and of then gl- just uh, super glue. Okay, touching okay, the ball, okay. grabbing it. You're only using your club, right? Bring mm-hmm. it right to the hole. We're thinking ahead here. We're thinking, thinking through this. Oh, loops. okay. Because see, as, see as, I mean? as far as I know, with golf, as long as the ball is still moving. It's still moving. Ah, I like that. Right? That's, I mean, I think kind of like the gist of it. Like, you can't, if the ball is on the green and then, you know, a gust of wind takes it into the water, that ball is now in the water. Cause, so uh, if I can, like, hockey stick it from a par three and just, like, on my stick, is each one of those a stroke? It's so hard to say. It's so because I mean I guess as long as you hit as long as the ball and the club only made contact once. Well, no, no, no. But oh, it made contact, but it never hit the ground. It's like it like never hit the ground. That would be a stroke for every single time. A lot of strokes because you'll see that sometimes too, where sometimes like a player will be lining up for a for a chip or something out of the sand, and they'll accidentally touch the ball. And then they'll kind of go for their backswing, you know, have their uh, chip out of the sand, right. and then they look back on the footage, and they're like, oh, he touched it twice there. Let's nab him for it. Right. Okay. I hear where you're coming from. I gotcha. It happens. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're picking up what oh, I'm putting down. No, no, uh, no plosive filter today, so apologize for any uh, uh, letter P's. Plosive pop filter, as it's known in the pop uh, in, filter in, in, the, in, the, in the biz in the in business. The biz. Yeah, we're doing it raw today. We're um, we're still we're still up north, so we're we're six days without a shower. Who knows? Who's counting anyway? You're raw dogging. Yeah, the podcast. Yeah. That's it. It's Feet disgusting. Smell. It's disgusting. Two pairs Cam. of socks. Let's move ahead. Love it. Let's move ahead. Uh, let's move ahead by moving back because uh, we need to get in some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Amendment. 
as they say in the biz. As I said, and why, and then you used a completely different word uh, one right. time. Uh, we didn't notes cover notes. Amendments. We didn't cover notes last week, um, but let's cover. Uh, I guess so. Like from two weeks ago. First off, is a flux capacitor real? Uh, Cam, I'm sorry. The answer is no. Um, the flux capacitor does not exist. Uh, thereby, possibly removing any Back to the Future style uh, time travel from happening. I gotta say though, we stopped off in Peterborough on Monday and Peter Batch. Par- parked right parked right behind a DeLorean. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, you don't see them, you don't see them too often. No. Now the thing is, they are made of like stainless steel, so they're very heavy, but they never rust. Ooh, there you go, there you go. Uh, which is probably why they were able to kind of get up to eighty-eight miles per hour, maybe, and kind of <laughs> time travel because it's the perfect vehicle for it. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So that was a little cool one for me. So Flux Passer is not real. Uh, we're talking about you're reading the book in the heart and the sea when they're trying to capture the big Moby Dick. I got this one wrong. Um, Ishmael was the name of the sailor and Ahab is the name of the captain uh, who's obsessed with capturing the whale. Uh, I got that mixed up. I said I thought it was Abraham or something. Yeah, Abraham is a much more common name than what do you call him? Ahab? Ahab and Ishmael. Uh, that being said, though, I think regardless, Ooh, it was pretty good for a book I've never read. Um, although maybe I should read it because it is a great, it is considered to be one of the great American novels. Moby Dick is? Moby Dick is one of the great American novels. You might so be was a catcher in the rye, and I'll tell you what, that ended up with a uh, guy dead. J.D. Salinger, exactly. Well, you'd be surprised, Cam, because catcher in the rye is also... To be considered one of the great American novels. We'll I mean. run them but down who, here for who? you. We got The Last of the Mohicans. We got The Scarlet Letter. Moby Dick. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Didn't Finn. Get canceled. <laughs> the Red also Badge canceled. of Courage. McTeague. The Great Gatsby. Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Uh, Absalom Never Absalom. The Grapes of Wrath. Fountainhead, Catch on the Rye, Invisible Man, The Adventures of Augie March, Lolita, To Kill a Mockingbird, Gravity's Rainbow, Blood Meridian, Beloved, American Psycho, Infinite Jest, Underworld, Freedom, and Telegraph Avenue. Uh, all to be considered, these are great American novels. Uh, not much, you know, it's, there sort of seems, there's, it sort of seems like there's one every 10 years written. Uh, which, that being said, we're due for another one. It's 2012 was the last great American novel. Uh, no idea who who determines. <laughs> if there's I don't if there's a if there's a council. Um, you, you did. I think there was one missed. It might have been an outdated list. You forgot Captain Underpants and the Attack of the Talking Toilets. Yes, uh, actually, the the entire Captain Underpants uh, series is actually considered just as one. Of course, a perilous plot of Professor Poopy Pants. Uh, the entire thing is just considered to be one giant. Can't forget about uh, the invasion of the incredibly naughty cafeteria ladies from outer space. <laughs> You can't forget that one with that huge title where half is in parentheses. Can't forget about that one. Uh, but that's exactly it. What you, there, there is no, I don't, there's not really, there's no uh, t- committee figuring out who these are uh, or what these novels are. However, they are um, no- novels which are deemed to uh, embody the essence of America, generally written by Americans and dealing in some way with the question of America's national character. Mm. Uh, yes. Which lunch ladies from space. I think that's critical. I think the kids need to learn about this. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I have read uh, 
one of them. Oh, I read, I read, I've read one of these and sure. saw the movie for maybe three more of them. I All think right, I also, so I, got <laughs> I also read Mockingbird, Catcher in the Rye. What do you got? Uh, I read Catcher in the Rye. <clears throat> I read Fountainhead. I've seen Lolita, the mo- the movie. I've seen American Psycho. That's that's on the classics. Yeah, you didn't say that. Yeah, I did. Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a great movie. I can't imagine the book holds up because I love to see a man peel his face off. Such as uh, okay, I mean, you heard you heard me wrong. The film Face Off, the novelization of the film Face Off, is not an American classic. Is American although it Psycho should be, the one? Although it should be. Is American Psycho the one where um, he gets the reservation at that restaurant, and like that's a stupid punchline, and it's like you got a reservation at you know mm-hmm. Lolita's. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. And he peels his face off, and he kills the person with an axe. Yeah, he kills Jared Leto with an axe. That's the one. Big. Look at me. Big spoiler. Yeah. Big spoiler. Me. I've also seen. I guess. I guess. I under, we understand. I understand the story of Huckleberry Finn. Uh, like I know what's going on there. Uh, you know, kind of traveling across. Uh, but yeah, there's the great okay. American novel for you. We're due for one. It's been about nine years since the last one came out, and finally, our last note. <clears throat> we have to talk about pasteurization. Ah, of course. We've been thinking about this. How do you, you pasteurize eggs? You have been thinking up this week. Of course, pasteurization is a process where food is treated with mild heat. Told you. Usually less than 100 degrees Celsius in order to ah. eliminate pathogens, certain bacteria, and extend self shelf life. You know, getting rid of bacteria, enzymes, risk of sickness, this, that, and the other. Of course, like we had mentioned, it was a process kind of founded by a man named Louis Pasteur. Who uh, named the process when he first used his theory on wine, attempting to remove certain enzymes from wine so it would keep longer. Now, it's mainly done to dairy products these days to keep the foods uh, and to keep them safer. Uh, but specifically, we were talking about the eggs. The eggs are still kind of on the, uh, which side do we kind of do it? In North America, we refrigerate our eggs uh, after many salmonella outbreaks throughout the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Apparently, salmonella was a big problem uh, for th- for 30 years. No one could quite figure it out. That's uh, why everyone's so scared of it all the time. That's why everyone's I'm so never th- scared of it. Never, I'm never scared like, of salmonella. Did you wash your chicken? I'm like, I'm going to put it on a grill and cook it to 165 Fahrenheit. No, I didn't wash my chicken. Internal temperature. Internal yeah. temperature, because as we know, um, uh, so uh, keeping keeping something below 40 degrees Celsius uh, will you know keep off salmonella, and then heating it up to above, like you said, 165, will also kill it. So it's that kind of in-between period, where at one point in the, 19, uh, in the 1970s and 80s, eggs were responsible for 77% of salmonella. Outbreaks, which means Damn. less less than what actually Europe, just though, eating doesn't chicken. Refrigerate their eggs. Now here we go in North huh. America. We refrigerate our eggs um, after the salmonella break and outbreaks, despite our best efforts to keep them clean. Eggs that you find in the superstore here in North America are washed, you know, disinfected to keep the outside uh, to keep the outside safe. So all you have to do is just cook the inside. In Europe, well, we ask ourselves, why don't we refrigerate our eggs in Europe? Because many countries in Europe have actually vaccinated their hens to protect the eggs in which they produce from salmonella in the first place. Wow. Look at this learning. Did you, did you show up here to learn, everybody? Because you better. Because you, you're going to learn this today. You better have. However, when you are refrigerating you your eggs on? in the first place, uh, you shouldn't put them... In the in, in the door, 
The door is the worst place to keep your refrigerated eggs. Due to the door constantly being open, the eggs will receive such a temperature fluctuation, it may just fuck with the taste of the eggs. And the egg, the egg taste, smell, and flavor can also kind of permeate into the rest of your fridge. However, refrigerating your eggs can double the shelf life for your eggs. So I really think the answer is just fucking eat more eggs. Just eat as many eggs. How many eggs. did you eat this morning? I got three in me. Um, haven't had breakfast yet today. Just kind of woke up and, uh, you know, had to have, have a cup of coffee and signed on. Uh, th- three or four eggs is my, my daily egg So do you buy the, like, the 36 pack then? No, I just buy the, uh, I buy like two 12s. Okay, so 24. Yeah. yeah. Buy two 12s. Sometimes if I have a vehicle to my disposal, I'll, and they have, they're selling the pallet. I like when they say the pallet's uh, good. One time I was able to purchase a pallet of eggs, uh, and it feels good. It feels good to buy that many eggs. Yeah, I like the pallet. I like the pallet. Only problem with the pallet, where do you store it? Yeah, you need a flat surface in your fridge, or you need to like keep twelve pack egg containers. And in that case, you're like, well, what the hell's going on here? We have this thing that's a plastic egg container mm-hmm. um, that will hold i think it's 36 eggs and it's but it has a lid on it mm-hmm. so that you see what i'm saying i see that what allows it, do, it allows you to double your trouble oh okay. stack yourself on the eggs you're looking for egg storage <laughs> are you looking for egg storage or look no further cam's got the solutions uh those are all the notes we have for the week though uh yeah that's about all we got well uh, we'll see you next week We'll see you next week. I think we're still doing the show, Cam. Well, I mean, uh, in terms it's of... Not like, it's not like this, someone else comes on and does notes and amendments. <laughs> in terms of notes, we'll yeah, see you next... Passing off to John for notes and we'll amendments. We'll see you next week for that. Yeah, we'll see you next week for that. But uh, that's all, all we right. got. Lovely. Well, I think maybe next week uh, you uh, were chatting about the odd rules in sports. I think I might do a little top five about that. What is the best... Because I know there's a ton of them. Maybe bending of the rules... To win the game. I mm. love sports like that. Because there's a bunch in hockey where they had to make up specific rules. Such as the Sean Avery. I will now turn towards the goalie to distract him. Rather than away from the goalie. That has now been banned and deemed the Sean Avery rule. Remember that one? Uh, I feel like I Playoffs, do. I feel Broder. like I do remember that one. Yeah, he was screening the goalie. <laughs> and then he decided. Because he didn't even care if he got like a shot on... He didn't even want to know where the puck was. He just wanted to know where the goalie was. So he turned around and was like waving his stick, just trying to be a big pass. Yeah, I feel like when I played hockey, I would never do that. Always turn yeah, around. No, I, no one did that. Yeah, but I feel like a coach would say, face the puck. Yeah, but he was just <laughs> like, the thing is, he wasn't a high skill player, right? No. He was just, I'm there to distract the goalie and, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me. Famously one of the lowest skilled players. I wouldn't say that. There's probably worse. Well, yeah, but there are like seven. Yeah. Remember that guy who went to the NHL All-Star game and he was a... John... uh, Yeah, I remember him. John something. John... Uh, John Adam? Adam John? Adam Scott? Adam Adam Scott. Adam Scott. No, that's not Scott Adam. We're in the the ballpark. John Scott. John Scott. I knew we were going to get there. Adam Scott was a close one. That's a good golfer. I knew we were gonna that get was there. Just vomit in my mouth. I don't but know. yeah, uh, yeah. John Scott, uh, uh, twelve. You know, fourth liner. Two first names. Two first names. You can't trust them. No. no. Adam Scott, John Paul, John Paul Jones. Can't yeah. trust them. Yeah. 
John we had a Paul friend Jones. named JC who was his name was spelled J-A-C-E-E. Jesus Christ. No. You were friends with the Jesus Christ? The JC, the big guy upstairs. Hey, aren't we all friends with him? Yeah, J A C E Y. Was it that? No, E E. That's weird. Yeah. Because I told my my sister about it. I go, she goes, What does J C stand for? I go, I've never thought about that. And then I thought I went, Oh, it no, J C as in J A C E E. And she was like, What do you, what kind of friends do you have? And you're sure and that I was the away. name? And then you did you confirm? Yeah, we called him Jimmy, but <laughs> you called him Jimmy, even though his name yeah. was already pretty short. His name was two letters. You decided to add a few, take away a couple. Oh, we have a bunch. We have a bunch <laughs> of people like that. There was a guy named Alex who we called Harry. Because? Uh, apparently, he looked like Harry Potter when he was like six, and it was like Harry stuck. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole wave of us little white children with glasses in the year uh, 1999. We all suffered uh, due to the likes of you, the jocks, the 2020 abled vision. Uh, we all suffered. We all suffered a little bit. Yeah, I, I love smashing nerds' glasses these days. <laughs> these days? <laughs> oh, you don't? Yeah, yeah. Well, that Cam, you, you, you. What's are- more disrespectful, spitting on someone or grabbing their glasses and just? It's putting them on the floor and squashing. Like them. if you're if you're doing the same action to somebody just walking down the street. Yeah. If if I were to go to you and like I didn't know you and I like I just was like hey you and then just spat in your face or second option is grab the glasses off your face throw them on the ground and just crunch crunch crunch. God. And then walk away. I would say the spitting has to be a tad more disrespectful. I I don't know why. But it is, for some reason, a little bit more disrespectful. We're just sitting on the top of the train, watching the clouds come over the rain. Okay, we're back. Lost you there for a sec. Spit on the face or smash the glasses? Yeah, I think I'm going spit on the face would be more disrespectful. I would think so, too. Now, the funny thing is, you probably saw this in the NBA the other day. Kevin something got popcorn thrown on him and, and the whole world is like, this is, this is unacceptable. We can't allow fans to interact with players. I remember back in my day, Ty Domi used to fight the guys in the crowd and they came back to the next game to show their support. <coughs> now these days, you know, you throw a little popcorn on someone, it's popcorn. You know, is it right? No. Should you kick out of the game? Yes. Should you get your season tickets pulled away? Mm, maybe a five game ban. Well, see, I well, I and I remember the Ty Domi that you were talking about. The guy was like coming over the penalty box, and he was like spraying yeah. him with water. Now, uh, I'm sure that man was banned for life. Maybe I'm now, sure he wasn't allowed to come back the next week. Maybe. Um, also, this is the fourth time um, a fan has uh, interacted with Russell Westbrook directly. The first two times, they were hurling racial slurs at him. Uh, can't remember what happened the third time, and now there's this. So Russell Westbrook himself is a player who has been, at multiple times, the target to abuse by opposing fans. Okay. Now, so, here's the count. Here, this isn't really a counter-argument, but a point. Someone got spit on in the NBA, like, last night, I think. Do you, you catch this? you see about this? hear about this? Do you see this? Do you hear about this? hear about this? hear about this? Um... That hasn't seemed to come out like a news story at all because he just didn't react. He's like, that's disgusting, but I'll continue to play. But Russell Westbrook, probably at his uh, wit's end, whatever the saying is, 
lost it. Right? He's like, I will go murder you. Yeah. So the guy who gets spit on is like, well, it's hard out here for a pimp. Uh, yeah, yeah I remember seeing on that one camp? too. No, uh, the, the, the person who spat on Trey Young was, is like suspended from MSG indefinitely. They were not a season's ticket holder while the person who sprayed the popcorn was. So I think... Hmm. It was easy. It's easier to kind of pin down that popcorn person to be like, yeah. "Yep, so your season's tickets are gone. You're never allowed back at this uh, at this venue," and then that's that. Where I think at the MSG, it might be a little bit harder to pin down. But you're right. Yeah, something something fell down on him. Something, whether it was yeah, somebody spat. Whether it was a leg well, gum. No, spit and popcorn, in my opinion, are two very different things. One is deemed assault. One is deemed a good snack. Yeah, poor Inks popcorn or something. I'm like, I thought you were hungry. I thought you needed yeah. some carbs. You, yeah, you were getting off the game. It was a long game. Here's some cabs. No, either way, either way, both actions are. I'm fox. not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that I thought the spitting is, by definition, assault, and he just didn't seem to react. But maybe you know. Well, I think. The- well, that was like. Okay, so I mean, I picture you're, you're you're you know 32 minutes into playing a sport, you're paying attention to the ball being inbound. You're you're gonna make the inbound pass. You're paying attention to the referee. Uh, you're trying to play the game, and then a little bit of water hits you in the back. You probably I won't think he notice it. Looked and he, yeah, he kind of like flinches. Like kind of looked. Was, he's like what, like what was that? Okay, let's get back to the game. Where the guy pouring popcorn was just flat out. Here's the fucking bag on top of you. Game was over. There, there's not much else to pay attention to. Uh, yeah, very. Yeah, different circumstances. But yeah, I believe both people. Hopefully, or hopefully the the person who ever spat at the New York Knicks game uh, is not allowed back. Or Cam back November two thousand seven. Okay, bring yourself back to November two thousand seven. Okay, I, I had am- just turned fifteen years old. That's right. So I'm a little bit younger at the point. I just turned. 16. I am singing choir. Oh, sorry. This would have been yeah, 2006 maybe. I am singing choir at the Christmas recital for the school. At that moment, we're halfway done the song. I'm jamming. I'm I'm flowing. Right. The eyes, all eyes on me. There's probably 50 people in the choir. I feel a little speck behind me of a little bit of liquid. Do I care? Not at all. Is it raining? Is it pouring? How? It's a gymnasium, but I'm going to hit those notes and finish off this song. Turns out, Kate Delfoss behind me had a little too much macaroni and cheese. That was puke on my shoulder. Ew. I didn't miss a beat. Ew. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah. I can uh, never have I ever been puked on. You know, put one finger down. Put one finger down. God, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was bad. Did the whole performance um, stop or? I think to clean up, and then they gave me a new shirt, and then <laughs> they gave you, you a know, new white collared shirt. I was like, I don't need it. No, because I had a red sweater on. I think with a white shirt under it, and then they were just like, take off the red sweater, dude. I'm like, I can't. It's for my team, you know. Right. It's not about the name on the back. It's about the jersey on the front. Exactly. Okay. Um, I say we plow ahead here and play a little bit of. Jesus Christ game. You know that uh like do, doing like a little <clears throat> left to right binaural thing doesn't work in this. It's still all coming out. It's just a mono My source. God. It's not coming out, but you're talking. Love it. You're talking about the nightcap. Nightcap. 
the nightcap, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. All we need is five minutes to recap this week's episode. M- maybe less than five minutes, but certainly not more than five minutes. Oh, we're going to need more than five minutes. Uh, every week we, or at least every week, we try to recap. Yeah, sometimes we miss <laughs> an episode. Sometimes we watch the wrong episode. Yeah, there was a mix of, you know. We there kinda, was a mix up. <clears throat> we kind of mixed up. Uh, yeah, we kind of mixed forgot. Up. We forgot an episode where yeah. we forgot Eps. We forgot a week. Forgot a, no, we, or no, we, the week, we recorded the, yeah. a week and then. It was lost in the ethos and yeah, then it's it like, okay, the well then that's, you know, that, that was ethos that. Was it, lost. It happened. Yeah. We're, we can't. It happened. We can't go back on it. You can't revisit things. And then by the next once, week, we had forgotten. But it's uh, like once you send a text, it's gone. Yeah, right? unless it's a Google text where there is a split second of the undo feature. Ooh, love it. Um, I I think five seconds is an appropriate undo feature. Yeah, I used the undo feature on an email once, uh, or the, my for the oh, first time. Like use the other it week. all the time. Yeah, I first use it time all like the, the other time. week. Great feature, because then you realize the subject line has a spelling mistake, and you're like, why doesn't Grammarly connect those? Um, anyway, you kick this one off. I am kicking this one off, because every single week we recap an episode of Knight Rider, which follows the story of Michael Knight and his supercar kit as they traverse the Midwestern United States, solving all the problems that come with small town living. Uh, we're bringing ourselves back to a beautiful Friday night in the fall of 1982. 1982 uh, where we are checking out episode 12 a plush ride i'm gonna kick this one off uh and we have, oh javier I, I need to get my time we have ready. our timers because as you know we only have five minutes to do this and then of course we can't talk about it after that um we, we do a little talk but not much only if it falls within the five minute span <clears throat> only if oh, it falls okay. with it <clears throat> Only if, when it falls within the five minutes. Here we go. <clears throat> Looking for a, a spoiler. Clearing if my you need throat. Spoilers. Go ahead. Five minutes. Yeah. If you want to just click that little, uh, you know, thirty-second thing. Uh, ten times. Ten times. We're talking five Three, minutes. Three, two, two one. one. Here boom. we go. We open up with. Devin watching some news about terrorists and we can tell by the news that we can tell by his face that you know he knows something about these radicals okay day one 120 hours until meeting back at the shop Dr. Bonnie is Oh my god, it's working on Kit. Uh, when Devin tells Michael Knight that he needs to drive somewhere, but not with Kit, which does seem a little bit fishy to begin with. They're driving right when we uh, when we see a red Mustang catches us, and a little pursuit begins, but it turns out it was just a test of sorts to, to lead to a bigger plot, because we know the person driving the red Mustang. Uh, next week, three leaders of third world countries are coming together to sign a treaty which will stop terrorism forever. I didn't think it could be done in our lifetime, but we think they're is a rat who wants to foil this plan so it's our job to find out who this person is and flush them out day two 96 hours until meeting so we arrive at the victory academy uh which is an academy for bodyguards essentially where we meet margo along with the rest of the uh the fun scrappy crew and we can tell they're scrapping because as soon as we arrive they're ufcing in the dirt just right off the bat amongst all this we use kit's brand new x-ray to find a gun in margo's luggage which does seem a little suspicious why would she need a gun we get a little rundown of the bulletproof cars that these uh bodyguards will be using and they still don't really seem to be on kit's level 
um, back at the mess hall, you know, where we eat all our food, Michael Knight is eating two cherry tomatoes, one dinner roll, and two slices of ham, which hardly seems like enough food for an action star such as himself, right? Then a shadowy figure breaks into Michael Knight's room and plants a bomb under his bed, which goes off in the middle of the night, but it turns out to be a smoke bomb of sorts. And Knight and the others all run out of the rooms. Turns out to be a harmless test, a lesson to always be vigilant. Day four, 48 hours until the meeting. I somehow missed day three. I don't know how that happened. It's training day, and we get a little weird voiceover montage of the rest of the crew of their skills. You know, the classic, he's the smart one, he's the strong one, he's the funny right. one. Or all the characteristics Cam has. Exactly, everything that Cam is. We head off to a saloon where we see Bobby and uh, Bonnie, sorry, and Devin wearing a fun cowboy hat. We're waiting for us, um, where we confess our skepticism about this whole bad guy thing in the first place. Hey, I don't think there is a rat. I don't know why we're here. We decide to go back to the academy and search Margot's room. We pick the lock to get into her room, but as soon as the door closes behind us, Margot walks in and she's got a lamp in her hand. Takes the lamp in her hand, and immediately they get into a quick scuffle. We see the incredible martial arts of uh, Margot, and they tie each other up where they face each other off and go, Why is there a gun in your suitcase? Why are you looking? You know, should we be suspicious of each other? Maybe, maybe not. Who are we really here to fight? The suspicion is on. And next day, I don't have the time on this one, but they are doing a field exercise uh, where they're, I don't know, just doing things in a field to test out what terrorism would look like. So Mike and Lopez, Michael and Lopez, play terrorist and run into the field as um, the other people chase after them with plastic Uzis uh, that shoot plastic bullets, sorry, um, to show how you can escape or to find people. Now, Mike assumes that something's a little bit fishy, and this is not just a exercise. This is real life to get Michael out of the scene. Soon enough, he realizes that this is for real, and these bullets, they aren't plastic. Next thing you know, Kit uses his new tool, the uh, UAV feature, as you probably know from Modern Warfare, to, to figure out where <laughs> all the people are, and finds Jacobs trying to murder him. Uh, they get into a short scuffle, uh, they roll around a little bit, and next thing you know, Michael's at gunpoint, but Margot takes the final bullet and kills Jacobs. Now, it feels like the end of the episode. Michael's wrapping it up, going home, but then realizes something's a little bit awry and turns back around to go back into the parking lot, only to find Jacobs there. Holy smokes, everybody's in on the whole damn team. So they tie Michael up, they put him in a room, they chloroform him, and they're going to now put him in kit to make it look like an accident that he died somehow. They go flying down a hill, they roll him down the hill in Kit, and somehow Kit doesn't have his auto feature on, I don't really know why, but uses his jetpack to stop the car from going off a cliff. Next, the, you know, the classic car scene, a uh, bunch of cars, they go chasing after him, Michael jumps a few of them, a few of them trying to hit him, but they fly over him and they crash, and it ends up by the airport where the uh, meeting is going to take place where Bonnie or Mar sorry, Margot is about to drive right into them and do a terrorist attack of herself. Luckily, Michael and Kit stop her exploding the car. World saved and they end up go to a bar and have a bunch of fun. Great episode. Great episode. That's exactly right, Cam. Snuck it in Whoa. there too. You were getting close there at the- uh, I was getting close. We, you, we would have had to call it. And that was like 459 and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I can't describe a car chase. It's like, oh, uh, they go, and the best car chase was the helicopter car chase, season season two, or episode two, maybe, or one or two. That was fantastic. 
There was a good one. No, there's a good one a few episodes back. Yeah, how do you describe a car chase? That's exactly that's exactly right. I think just a pursuit occurs. Yeah, a pursuit occurs. A hot pursuit and, occurs. Yeah, there's always five cars. There's two that set up, and then those get you know jumped over, and then or they can't make the jump themselves. The other two explode, and there's one left with the real bad guy in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to describe. But that's it. That was episode twelve. Uh, can't wait for episode thirteen next week, folks. Be sure to tune in uh, to see what happens there. Hey, plowing ahead with a little more games here, Cam. I think uh, we might want to bring this one back. Uh, the new, the new, the new cool kids that are just coming out of high school using not a lot of new language, and you know, it's it's about time that we keep up with it. Hmm. I think it's time for a little Urban Dictionary balderdash. AIDS bum, cum douche, edge fap, gimp, herb Ike, jerk, cush, lamp mac, narc, oaf, pank, queet, re, slore, tilf, uff, vag. Walk of shame, Zon, yeet, and zuck. Now let's play some Balderdash. Urban Dictionary Balderdash. Succinct introduction too, Cam. That was incredible. It's ready. It's, it's not, which is why I'm so impressed. Uh, yeah, that's it. what it is, you know. I think you phrased it right there, Cam. We all know what Urban Dictionary is. We all know how to play Balderdash. Cam, you kicked this one off, so uh, how about you go for it? How about you give me your word? All right, the word of the day today, Cam, is a sussy bucka. Sussy bucka. Okay, Not I know. Bucka, B A K A. B A K. Sussy, a sussy bucka. God, I don't even know. Two words. Two words. Okay, you want, now. Would I you know, like me to use it in a sentence? Uh, yes, please. Use it in a sentence. Sussy bucka over here selling feet pics on MySpace. I didn't know that MySpace had a had a selling had a marketplace feature. Cause anytime I go back to anytime I go to MySpace to like find old music, all the tracks are there, but they just won't play. That's the hardest part. Um, now sus sus means like suspicious. Uh, sussy would just be like you know kind of like holding the characteristic of being suspicious, but it's the baka, the sussy baka selling foot pics on MySpace. Like I think selling something on MySpace, so it has to be like a suspicious, more than just like a suspicious person, like a sketchy person maybe, like or somebody who's, yeah, this one's tough. I'm gonna say like a like a sketchy, yeah, like a sketchy person doing something sketchy. You're close. It's a suspicious or sus person doing something dumb. Dumb. Okay, so sussy or sus. Uh, actually comes from a video game from the game Among Us, meaning shifty or suspicious. And baka is roughly translated to idiot from Japanese, which you can find in a lot of anime or manga. So uh, a sussy baka over here selling feet pics on MySpace isn't going to get very far, but it's suspiciously still selling feet pics. Hmm. Sussy baka. Sussy. Oh, I use a sussy baka out here, man's in Scarborough's. You're gonna get yourself. You're gonna get yourself killed with that accent. You're gonna get yourself popped. All right, because you're doing the white guy from Scarborough accent. Like, there's nothing right. offensive by you saying it, mm-hmm. but, it's still but gonna get, you're still gonna get killed. Let me hear what you got, kiddo. Okay, Cam. Here's your word for you here. Tilt. Oh, a tilt is a fight. T i l t. Tilt. 
Please use it in a sentence. Of course I will. After my team lost that game of COD, I was on tilt. Oh, okay. Interesting. See, we always said um, in like a hockey game, it's like, oh, they're going to have a good tilt, which meant they were going to have a fight. And it's so like, or you'd say, or we're going to have a tilly after the game, which means that you were also going to have a big scrap. <laughs> um, on tilts, I, I'm going to go ahead and see what it means. After we lost our year call, we were on tilt. We were angry, frustrated, or just uh, off our game. It's like we were shook by it. Cam, that's pretty damn close, I gotta say. Uh, the term tilt is a video game term, meaning an emotional state where doing the exact same thing over and over again produces negative results. It's an emotional breakdown and frustration of your hard work not resulting in the success that you crave so desperately. The best thing that you can do when you're on tilt is just to take a break. We've all been there. You're trying to beat that final boss. It takes you 12 times. You're pissed off. You're on tilt. Maybe all you need is just right. turn the game off, turn it back on. L- you'll- do a little AFK. What's that mean? Away from keyboard. Exactly. Your little BRB, AFK. Rents are close by. BRB. Uh, what, what was that one? The parents over shoulder or something like that? Oh, something. Yeah. It, I don't know. It There's, was something remember, like that. I love seeing the ones like that are five years late of like a Reader's Digest version of what your kid's saying online. And it has a bunch of acronyms like, I don't know what these mean. Yeah. I, I don't th- use these. I, I don't think I don't think uh, that's as prevalent anymore. Or yeah. I do wonder because, I mean, I'm not talking to kids. But when I was a kid, yeah, G to G, BRB, LOL. Besides that. Rents are calling. I never did. Sorry, AFK. I never did TTYL. I never did that T-T-Y-L. one. TTYL. Talk to you later. Because then I felt like the older I got too, the more. Oh, lots of love. The more it was like only adults speak in that like very primitive internet terminology. We have to tell um, Audrey that when she sends a K period, it comes off the wrong way. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's asking me, she's like, why did she send me a K period? I'm like, that just means she understood. I'm like, why can't you say okay or something? Like, she, It's the same thing. It's just in our language, <laughs> K period means I am beyond angry. I am so mad at you. I am so mad, but I will show you that I'm mad, but let you know I've also read the message. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Or she didn't yeah, know that. yeah. Well, I mean, why would you, right? And she's probably dropping that out to her friends too. Her friends probably are probably like, like oh, "Hey, I'm pissed. gonna be, I'm gonna be five minutes late for her tea time." Okay. Like Jesus, already oh up. Okay, I'll be, yeah. I'll be there in three. I'll be there in three. Put put in oh a sixth Lord. gear and just fucking... just go without me. Go without me. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, the internet speak. I'm sure that was a problem. I do love. Well, yeah, I like it when you watch back on a. Uh, a movie made in the 90s or something and the kids are speaking in that funny little internet talk of way way too many All, abbreviations yeah but also based on the writer's interpretation of like kids speak so it's just over the top and like incorrect yeah i wonder where that kind of started where i can certainly understanding like abbreviations in short forms but to the over the top extent where you're no longer typing out english you're just typing letters, combinations of letters to convey a message. I wonder where that kind of, where that idea started. Because just because, like, you know, if you're writing a letter, well, you would think you would be doing the short forms and writing a letter because it would be less letters to write for your hand. 
like it would be more it'd be harder to write laugh out loud than just lol uh but clearly you know there must have been somebody at the helm of uh creating all these kind of virgining internet terms yeah they just develop over time it's like slender man itself is an internet creation yeah um all right let's let's play our final game of the evening tonight cameron it is time to discover the wide world of the web to figure out which headlines are real and which ones are false. Which ones are high, which ones are no high, which ones are salami, and which ones are baloney. Cam, it's time for Headline or Asinine. Hey, 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 Headline or asinine? Cam, you're two for two today on uh, Holy good Holy smokes, segues. I'm hot. I'm hot I today. know, I know. You're, you're, All right. you're feeling good. You're feeling good. All right, cameras. Boris Johnson considered being injected with COVID-19 live on TV. Just with it? They have that, they have that in a Petri dish just somewhere ready to go? I didn't I know, know that. I didn't know that they had diseases ready to go. Like, boom, here's a bunch of cancer. Did, had, oh, cancer of what? I don't know. By, Let's fucking what, go. By a bat? Huh? Is that what you think? Huh? Um, would he? No. You wouldn't do that on live TV. That's just like, an, that's just like a cuck move. <laughs> I don't see why anyone want to do that on TV, especially a, a, an old fat man like him. Like, if it was like, you know, young, healthy man... To be injected with disease It would be like okay or infection It would be like okay he's young and healthy He'll be fine but if it's like Heavy set man in his 50s I'd be like maybe you're not the one To do this sir Um Who knows what's going on over there in Britain They're driving on the wrong side of the road so clearly they have Their priorities out of whack Uh, So I'm going to say that's a headline this is a headline in the early of the pandemic. Uh, well, it just came out recently, but an ex-advisor told this uh, a few days ago where because he thought it was such a scare story, he considered getting injected with the coronavirus live on television to show that it was benign. Um, now, I don't know if you remember this, but he also caught COVID-19 very early in the pandemic and was so ill he had to move to intensive care at London Hospital, where he received liters of oxygen, which goes on the black market for millions in India right now. Um, He was very close to his death and even prepared to have plans announced if he died. Uh, He obviously came back from it, and maybe this was a a poor thought on his part, but hey, we all made mistakes in the early of the pandemic. Remember we used to sanitize our groceries? Back to you, Cam. I never sanitized my groceries, I'll tell you that much. Um, that was fantastic. Way to go. Uh, I gotta say, one of the best po- political haircuts of all time uh, has to belong to Boris Johnson, who always looks like he just stepped out of a wind tunnel. Or it looks like he just stepped out of one of those, you know, those like tubes that you stand in and they, you know, a bunch of money's flowing around and you gotta grab the money. He looks like he always just got out of one of those money tubes. <laughs> Those okay. classic ones you see on the street all the time. The classic ones you see uh, picking up singles. Okay, Cam, I got one here for you. Headliner asinine. Toronto police leave homeless encampment in peace after residents say they're just an anti-mask protest. That's a weird thing about laws. So here's what I'm thinking. 
All right, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of tents. It's very clearly a homeless encampment, and they're like, guys, you have to move. Rule six seventy eight B three two eight nine six seven Z Y Alpha B states that you cannot be here for X amount of time due to pandemic restrictions and government for um, claiming that the watermelon bill is out of whack, which included the laws uh, deemed so, notwithstanding. Right. If your coffee was over 26 degrees. Anyway, um, do I think it's real? Yeah, I think the police probably showed up because they were told they had to. And then basically they're like, oh, oh, you think this is a it's it's funny you mentioned that. No, we're not wearing masks. We're actually protesting. I go, oh, OK. Yeah, no problem. No problem. That, that You're allowed to do that. We're not we're deaf. We're not infringing your right to speak. Right. Might I think personally the police well knew well what was going on but you know it's the same thing is like when your boss tells you to do something and you find the slightest way they were like oh but see there's a rule that says i can't do that mm, ah what a shame can't do it sorry about that boss <laughs> headline cam this is asinine i made it up well that uh that leaves my tyrant to nothing but a very well worded asinine though i gotta say uh very I, good I did, I did a good one Hey, headliner asking on camp. Casey Anthony is tired of getting drinks thrown in her face. Police report. Mm. Police reports. Um, now, this is surprising. Because <laughs> I like it like you're tired of it, which means that it's happened so often. Like once you'd be like, you'd be like, jerk, asshole. But like it's happened so many times that you're like, this is just enough. I gotta I gotta carry I gotta bring a separate a second shirt with me everywhere I go. Uh you know, I need I need rain goggles. I need to like I'm redoing my outfit choices uh due to that. I mean at least hopefully it's like a at least all you can hope that it's a cold drink, not a hot drink. You know, I mean, someone's spilling their macchiato latte on your fa- on your head. That's going to hurt after a while. There could be some serious second, third degree burns, you know. But if it's just a nice tequila sunrise, then hey, slurp, slurp some of that up. You might end up a little bit sticky. But that's the price you got to pay. Um, that's the price you got to pay when you did not murder anybody. It's a headline. This is a headline out of Florida where Casey's back on the police radar. Because of a alleged love triangle turned into a verbal fight that ended with drinks getting splashed on the face cam. According to police report, O'Shea's Irish Bar, or Irish Pub, excuse me, in West Palm Beach, Florida, where Casey Anthony and a ex, it's getting a little confusing here, a woman with an ex-boyfriend, which were, this. think about a love triangle, there, there's a lot of stuff involved here. Anyway. Uh, she spilled water on her left leg. So no drink, just spilled water on her left leg. She wanted this documented saying, oh, you think this is the first time I keep <laughs> getting drinks thrown in my face. Police officer explained to Anthony how to restrain a filing order, but she said she didn't want to file them. That being said, the police do say it's been going, it's been going, oh my Lord. It's been an ongoing issue for years, the police report stated. Well, Cam, never forget. Kaylee's remains were discovered very much near Anthony's home in 2008. She didn't do Back it. To you, I Cam. know she didn't do it. I watched the thing. She didn't do it. 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't don't. Go, I'm not putting judgment. Don't go blaming. Don't go blaming the woman because her daughter died. You know, it's not her fault. I'm just stating the facts. I know you're just stating the facts. Just right? stating the facts. I mean, if she I'm did it, she, if she did it. She I'm just been, asking questions. If she did it, she would have been found guilty, right? Is it illegal isn't to ask that, questions? Isn't that how the 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 law process have works? You, have you seen the curvature of the earth? You tell me. That's a good point. That's a good point. Speaking of the, I'm cur- just asking questions. Speaking. Anyway. Of the curvature or the earth headliner asked nine one third of young millennials are confused about whether the world is flat that's a very high number one third of millennials and millennials represents gotta be what 94 to like 2002 or something like that I'm sure I'll get the headlines if it is a real story um I think one third's a huge number, but I do see them being so much bullshit online about it that one third of our peers. Cam, are you a millennial? Uh, I think we are technically, because it's like yeah, we're it's, on the cusp. Yeah, for sure. it's like it's like eighty eight to ninety eight or something. Like it's yeah, we're we're kind of yeah, more like in the middle. I think you're more in the middle, but yeah, either way, I don't know. Anyway, uh, do I think one six or thirty three percent of our peers are confused? Maybe they're confused that why is there so many people thinking about this? <laughs> right. Uh, that being said, that's way too high of a number for me to believe it. I'm going to call asinine. Cam, this is a headline here for you. This is coming off of a recent study by you, YouGov. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop there and say YouGov probably surveyed seven people at a hookah lounge and was like, <laughs> you know, a, a third of those are a little confused about, you know, these surveys are bullshit. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so listen. Now, well, we're not saying that everybody in this age gap believes that the world is flat. In fact, only 4% of those people between the ages of 18 to 24 believe that the world is flat. However, in this recent study, it shows that um, 66, 66% of this group just aren't sure what the world is. Um, for comparison... For your uh, for your sense, ninety four percent of people fifty five and older believe the world is round, where seventy six percent of those twenty five to thirty four believe the world is round, and no one knows why there is a huge discrepancy um, in these n- numbers. There could be other factors such as uh, so, um, um, financial position. People who reported an income less than forty thousand dollars a year were slightly more likely to say that the world was round uh, than those people who made more. The biggest factor. You mean the globalists? The, glo- the, glo- the globalist shills? The globalist shills, that's right. Uh, the biggest factor in all of these things were actually religion, where in the United States, 52% of people who believe the world is flat also describes themselves as very religious. A descriptor that only 20% of Americans use as a, ho- as a whole use for themselves. This may be um, less of an ignorance thing, more as is a problem to the educational system. A similar poll in 1999 showed that only 18% of Americans thought the sun revolved around the earth. Uh, Well, I shouldn't say only, but yeah, that's almost 20% of people who thought, you know, the sun is moving around us. Uh, Sorry, can we stop? It's not? No. Oh. Yeah. 
You thought that you thought the sun was coming towards us. We're not going towards I'm, the sun. I'm just I'm asking questions. See, it's a lot of these things. I'm just are, asking questions. Apparently, there is a within the United States, there is a huge gap in these quote common knowledge ideas, which you learn around the age of grade four. Which there seems to be a gap about which what either people seem to remember from learning from these classes or what they were actually taught. And back they weren't taught about flat Earth because flat Earth is not actually a term. Is actually a term that began to creep up in 2016 out of nowhere if you look at Google's search statistics around the world it was not thing that not something that people talked about uh, before then and now you know it's become a theory in and of itself uh, the problem has to stand probably with the education system yeah or the globalist shills up to you um, <laughs> headliner asinine Hummer slams into Tesla facility in protest Hummer <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that cyber, that cyber truck is hitting the, uh, hitting the airwaves soon. So the Hummer market, the big douchey truck market needs to be on watch. You know, cyber, you know, these Hummer owners thinking to themselves, well, everyone's going to have this cyber truck now. It looks like a Batmobile. That shouldn't be allowed. No, what should be allowed is my eight person to one and a half lane wide truck that just gobbles up the environment. I've never been in a Hummer. Um, but I can only imagine it's pointless. Uh, I can only imagine it achieves the exact same things that a similar SUV would, but just with a hundred percent more kisses, lick it up, constantly playing. I like to picture that when you uh, drive a Hummer, you you're cycling through the radio stations, and every single radio station is just lick it up, lick it up, whoa. And then, um, then you get a voice. Then you hear like a voiceover of like driving the terrain is hard for for an average car. For a Jeep, no, thank you. A Chevrolet, not a. What chance. are you? A, a Hummer. Call that big dick energy. Exactly. Lick it up. Lick it up. Lick it up. Bum, bum, bum. I like to picture that. That's happening every single time you drive inside of a Hummer. There's no other choice. Uh, just with, you know, a nice, the voiceover calling you a pussy. Um, kind of. It also, it also one of I the radio. I think it's loudspeakers outside. And going, oh, hey, that'd be nice. Bitch. That'd be yeah. nice. I would also like you. There's also a oh, mode where a you, can, you can turn on the loudspeaker mode to just kind of give. Uh, it's just kind of looping some, uh, some great road. Rogan quotes uh, for a lot of people, you know, kind of like a lot of Rogan quotes taken out of context, right. you know, things where it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Kids should not be getting vaccinated. All these sorts of things where because I imagine there's a huge cross section between Joe Rogan listeners and Hummer drivers. That Venn diagram would have to be pretty. There's a big section there there's in the a, middle. Yeah, there's a big, big circle in the middle. Big it's circle basically in the middle. one circle. It's basically it's almost, one circle. Yeah. It's. You own a Hummer, you listen to Joe Rogan. Um, Comes pre-installed, just like that U2 album in 2007. Just like Songs of Innocence, when you buy a Hummer, every single Joe Rogan podcast is uh, automatically uploaded, um, except for the ones with anybody who describes themselves as a feminist. Uh, all those episodes are deleted from the arc from the Hummer archive because right. if you're driving that's a Hummer, some bullshit. if you're driving a, exactly, we know what the voiceovers are already going say i'm gonna call this one a headline this is asinine fuck I, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got caught up i got caught up in it i should have called you got it excited you got i got excited. caught up i was like oh my god uh, see i so think cool. i should have changed the headline to viral marketing stunt i think that would have been even more believable 
Yeah, yeah, I should, I should have, uh, I should, I should have seen that one coming. But uh, yeah, I got caught up in the, in the, in the, in the pageantry of the entire thing. Oh, isn't it fun? It was. Fun. All right, cameras. That's about all the time we. I know. Have I have one more. Today. I have one more. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Not too. Okay, here we go. Okay, Penliner Ask 9. Uh, Kim Jong-un bans skinny jeans and mullets in North Korea. Well, um, if I'm to guess anything, skinny jeans and mullets is a representation of uh, America in like 20 years ago. Actually, mullets are back. But from what I'm guessing is people down there kind of are just cracking into the movies of that time and being like, yeah. Rock and roll. How tight can we get those jeans? Can I see David Hasselhoff's dick in Night Rider? Maybe. Because um, those are some tight jeans. And mullets, oh my lord. Even though they're coming back with the big shitty sunglasses now, do I want that look? Maybe. Um, that's very much an 80s look. And I assume they're about 30. Oh, fuck. That's 50 years behind now, the 80s. Oh, my God. Four, 40. Time flies. Oh, yeah. 40. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and assume that, yeah, it's just another law. Do I think it's going to make a huge impact down there? Do I think a lot of people are like, no, not the moment. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, headline. Cam, this is a headline. You're exactly right. And although it would be nice to see the, uh, you know, uh, uh, some black, a black silky mullet. At least, at least you're not, not going to see it in North Korea because you are right. Because both of these things, and also including lip and nose piercings, are a representation of the capitalist, capitalist lifestyle. Culture. Therefore, they are banned forever. Now, of course, this was a story reported by a state-run newspaper, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I believe it because they're saying they're banning something. You know, I don't see them. Yeah. Really, I, I, there are certain things that you can certainly see a propaganda newspaper lying about. I don't know if this would necessarily I mean, be one of those things. propaganda machine. Exactly. And these new rules are just the latest attempt to crack down on anti-socialist behavior. Um, watch out, spray tan, because I think you're coming next. Back to you, Cam. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, everybody, that is all the time we have time. for you today. That was fantastic. Um, if you do enjoy the episode, please tell one of your friends to uh, subscribe. We love we love new listeners, mm-hmm. right? And we love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, remember, kids, to pay it forward. Uh, you tell three friends that tell three friends that tell three friends, right. and then somebody throws acid on Kevin Spacey's face, and then and then the kid who saw dead people gets beat up and dies. God, what a sad movie for such a for such a nice concept. But you can reach out to us, of course, to seasonpodgmail.com. You know we're Are you all about over. What's eating Gilbert Gottfried? That movie? What? What's eating Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> the uh, the original, yeah. Not many people know Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be the one playing the, uh, or sorry, um, Gilbert Gottfried was supposed to be the one playing Leonardo DiCaprio role with Johnny Depp there um, instead. And he walks, you know, when that 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 uh, that pivotal scene when Leo walks What's up to his mom's room, when Leo walks up to his room, uh, his mom's room, and he thinks his mom's playing dead, but she's actually dead. But it's just Gilbert Gottfried, mom, mom, stop playing around, mom. That's my best Gilbert Godfrey that I can do. That's why we're not an impression podcast. That's why this is just your weekly news podcast. Find us everywhere. Like, subscribe. Um, that's all the info we have. Hey, and don't forget, people, next time you see a turtle, never forget, their shells never stop growing, just like our ears and noses. Take care. We'll talk next week. Take care, folks. <laughs> oh, <pardon. laughs>
continuing tonight on two C's in a pop. 96.7 on your Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's because we're two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com.